welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. I just took a huge swig of my coffee and I thought there was a lot of creamer in it because I like a lot of creamer and it's black and I almost spit it out all over Ruthie. <laughs> Funny thing was I was just going to make a comment and be like, look at you with your coffee cup looking so YouTube podcast ready. You're like, hey everyone, I thought we'd just sit and have a chat for a little bit. I have my, You have your little cup. I'm like, I thought that this was pretty much 99% creamer, vanilla creamer uh, and it's black coffee. So... I don't know Yowza. what my assistant was thinking. <laughs> AKA her husband. AKA Evan. AKA Evan. Uh, Ember's just in the kitchen like, Mom, I'm so sorry, I forgot. Please give me I dinner. The cream. Please, Mother, please, please don't please. send me off to bed alone again. Oh my God, that's so sad. <laughs> that is really sad. Uh, you know what's not sad? Today's Q&A. Oh, this is so f- exciting. I, I We have had so much fun when we did the Q&A Thursdays yes. on our Insta stories. If you haven't seen those and you don't follow us on Instagram, do so. But we used to do Instagram stories with Q&A. Yeah, we did for like a full three weeks. Yeah, and we got fun. so many really like amazing questions that we're like, we definitely should just make this a podcast definitely. episode because 15 seconds doesn't you know yeah no and we weren't together when we were doing the q a thursday so it's like That's so much true. more fun when we get to riff off of the questions with each other instead i'm like looking at your answers and i'm like oh i would have said this and like or oh i wouldn't you right. know and so it's like fun when you have two and now we're just gonna fight yes <laughs> yeah thursday fight time yeah you can no, tune into but- our youtube channel to watch us get into fist fights because we disagree with each other scared ruth yeah no but i'm so excited so we got lots of lots of really we have so questions. many good ones. So um, just so you all know, in the future, if we don't get to your question today, we're going to be continuing doing this. Not every single week, but we'll be doing it frequently yeah, every once in a while. So we'll get to your question, hopefully. And um, if you want to send us throughout the week, a random thought or question that you have really concerning anything, um, you can go to ask the broads at Gmail dot com. That's mm-hmm. ask the broads at Gmail dot com. And uh you know, send Throwing us whatever your your, your, queer, your query is. Query. I never get that right. Yeah. Advice, questions for us specifically. Yeah. Kind of anything. Anything um, under the sun. Yeah. So let's, I mean, we can hop right in. I say we hop right in. Let's just, just a reminder, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, you can look up actually, if you just put in chatty broads on YouTube, it'll come up. Yeah. And then you can find my channel and go from there. Um, smash the subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> also smash review and rate please do we brought it up on our last episode i won't go into that again but let's get into these questions should we just do the first one that i have on there because that's kind of a fun one about us oh i like these kind of questions so we're gonna label this wrong first impression so aaron graham asks what is a misconception or first impression of each other that you got totally wrong i honestly can't uh okay i really gotta think about this i gotta think about the first time i laid eyes on jess which a lot of people ask how exactly we met we've kind of talked about how we got the podcast started but we have mutual friends and yeah we uh we got into it briefly i think on maybe our very first or second episode of the podcast but that was actually a question that a lot of people had um and i would say it was through tyler it was through it was through one of our friends tyler and it was he's on by the way uh one of our first episodes we have a dating with the dudes uh advice episode that's really fun and it's Tyler's a great on there. that's a great episode a lot of broads uh hit us up and say hey i just started listening recently and i went back and listened to dating uh-huh. with the dudes and it's hilarious the boys are really funny on it basically we had mutual friends tyler invited me out to dinner he was having with you and evan mm-hmm. i showed up um we had pizza we went bowling yeah and then it was right before you people always ask if it was before or after it was right before your episode or your episode yeah. start to air, started to air and um and then after that we genuinely didn't like hang out very much no we'd like see each other we'd see each other here and there and it was kind of always one of those things where you, we'd end up talking in the corner for two hours uh-huh. and it was like i'd walk away i was like oh my god i just love i love talking to her and da, 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 da. and i'd want to see you more but then we just didn't yeah and then you got pregnant mm-hmm. and then one day we were at a comedy show together happened to be at a comedy show together and we were like should we just start a podcast yeah i was like kind of off yeah you were like yeah i've wanted to too and you're like i have studio equipment i was like okay let's get together and just like try it out and so i feel like what's been cool is that I feel like all of us broads are a family because as Becca and I have 
like done episode to episode we're getting to know each other yes. and becoming friends like close well i mean now we're great friends but yes. like we were casual friends and we're getting closer and closer and then i feel like this community so it just feels like you guys are finding out things every week about becca that i don't know like we're finding out totally. all these things about each other all the time. I mean, it's not like we really hang out outside of podcasting. So no. you're literally you're listening to the majority of our conversations yes. are just <laughs> taking place uh, over these two microphones. And now we how many episodes are we in? 30 like 35 or 36. 35. Maybe? So we've spent over 30 That's really crazy to think about. We've spent over 35 hours, maybe even like 70 out. Yeah, no, probably like, like 50 hours. Yeah. 50 hours we've spent getting to know each other with a microphone it's crazy awesome. it is so cool and i i i feel like it's yeah i don't know it's an interesting dynamic to like get to know someone instead of us just being best friends right off the cuff yeah so yeah, we, we all, didn't have any inside jokes no. coming into it we, we were, all like, now have inside them. jokes together with all of our broad squad <laughs> it's like a whole unit yeah it's pretty um, cool but yeah first impression that i got wrong of you <sighs> trying to think it's hard to remember once you already know someone like and you already have your ideas yeah okay them. i got one okay so <laughs> i thought that you were gonna be way more um like flighty than you are oh like dumb not dumb like oh you thought i was stupid <laughs> you thought i was a fucking idiot <laughs> cool <laughs> like just no me. like flighty in the way that when I met you, you were like so bubbly and cute and charming and you seemed like, you know, like this kind of like hippie free spirit mm. that I'm like, oh, she's probably not going to be like super committed. You know, I don't know. I just didn't think you were going to be like the type of you, like a businesswoman, like a go getter. No, that's OK. It. OK. I didn't think you'd be a go getter at all. And you're like absolutely a go getter. Oh, Thank you. So that was something that threw me off. I'm like, oh, Becca's going to be one of those people that are like, yeah, I'll show up. And then like three years later, I was like, sorry, I never came. <laughs> Versus, I can't be like, like that business. Yeah. But with business, you're not. Yeah, we're equally we're kind of. I, the thing I like about you is that we're sort of equally yoked for a biblical term when it comes to like uh, non-committalness where yes. sometimes we'll both be, it's, it's just a good balance where we'll both be like, I'm not feeling it, but that doesn't happen every time by any means. Right. Right. We make it happen. Just yeah, as actually I'm you're more fun. on it. You're way more on it than I am. Like about like being on time, getting things done. I'm a little more of an anxious person than you are. Okay. So I think that lends to it that right. I'm a little more uptight. And I also, no, I'm not uptight, but I'm saying I'm more like my anxiety definitely like hits me sometimes. So I have certain weeks where I'm super like, oh, it'll be all good. And then the next week I'm just like, God damn it, losing my shit. But it's also depending on how my uh, three-year-old is acting. That is, that makes a lot of sense. You're definitely at the whims of your child's behavior. It's all about her. I'm trying to think of what. I mean, it's kind of a boring one, but that might be one of my first misconceptions is I think I might have not thought you were a mom. I get a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, that's a really boring, like, misconception, but no, I think but like, everyone's I probably always, wouldn't have assumed. I meet a lot of, like, most of my friends I meet out, and my yes, daughter's getting exactly. babysat. Exactly. And people are like, you have a kid? And my daughter's alone. I put her to bed, you know. I, like, I leave <laughs> the house. We have the monitor on. Can I, do I get reception from where? Absolutely not. But, like, what's going to happen? She's in her crib. She's fine. <laughs> she hardly wakes up. There's babysitters, people. Uh, um, yeah, but you're out doing your thing, and, like. Yeah. I try to have my adult life. Yeah. Aside from my child. Yeah. Maybe I was like kind of surprised that you and Evan were married and that you had a child together. I was like, oh, it's white picket fence life. Like oh, with these yeah. two edgy, edgy broads. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the thing for sure. We definitely are like been together for forever. When I'm looking yeah. through some of these questions and people are asking about all these like sexual experiences, I'm like, this is kind of an interesting one for me because I really haven't been with that many people. Yeah, and it's been a long time since you had firsts, probably like with oh, people. Oh yeah, and like you know, it's that's anyway. So I, I I don't know. I liked you off the start. I have definitely had friends where I actually hated them, sort yes, of, sure, and then came to adore them. Yeah, but I liked you right off the bat. I know we didn't have. I was like, she's just like really. I think I told Tyler after. I was like, I really like Jess. Like they're really cool. So, I think. We're both just likable people. You're vost. You're you're vost. I don't know what I was gonna say. You're very um, open and like for it. And I think we can both be that way. I think we're kind of what you see is what you get. Yeah, that's it. 
That's so it. I, I have, have very many misconceptions. One of my biggest you. pet peeves is uh, in in authenticity. Yeah, me too. So I right away liked you because I'm like I like that I see what I get. I. I'm, and that's it. And even if I wouldn't have liked you, I would have been down with you. I mean, like maybe she's not my cup of tea. I'm not going to go hang out with but her. But I respect. But her. I respect the fact that she just is who she is, and that's it. I have a hard time when people like play play those games. I think it's one of the biggest things we have in common, and one of the reasons why we vibe is because I'm the, and also the same reason why we get the same radar off of people on the TV. Because true, I think that we can. Re- I think we're really good at smelling people's inauthent- inauthenticity. And self-love brought to you by. <laughs> and we love ourselves. No, but and I'm just love- saying like no, that, no, is no, our, I know. Yeah. that is our common strong suit. And for I sure. think it works well for a friendship. And it can also be a very negative thing for me. Mm. I know I've had a lot of problems in my life because I feel like most of the time my radar is right that I can judge people hard off the top. I see what you mean. Maybe you don't give people the chance they deserve. Right. Where I just kind of, I'm like, this is who this person is. And I walk off. and I walk away from it sometimes. Maybe mm. that's a little bit of my Scorpio in me too. Mm. And I just go, nah, it's okay. I yeah. won't do it. I'm going to be nice to them, but I'm just not going to, nah, no yeah. thanks. Well, let's take a pause real quick. Let's take a pause. Uh, another thing that we have in common is online shopping. Uh, <laughs> we have an actual shopping problem. Like we tempt each other constantly. Yep, I send Jess links of shoes it's she might like. It's very, very mean. So uh, here's the thing. We are both trying to save money. We're trying to be adults here. And we also know that we can't go cold turkey with our online shopping no. problem overnight. So what could possibly help us save money? Well, thank God I have an answer, and that answer is Honey. Honey is a free tool that you download to your computer's web browser while you shop online. Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts, then it automatically applies the coupon with biggest savings to your cart at checkout. It's like magic. I love it. It works on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Nordstrom, J. Crew, Nike, Best Buy, Target, Macy's, and more. So many. It takes zero effort to install. Just two clicks and you're ready. And you may say honey sounds too good to be true. Like it's free and it saves you money. But what's the catch? It's simple. When you use a coupon code provided by Honey, they earn a small commission from the merchant and they pass along some of the savings to their members. So it's a win-win for everybody. Mm. It's at no cost to you whatsoever. Honey has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store and Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. If Time says it, I believe it, to be honest. Uh, The (laughs) other day I was was bathing suit bathing suit shopping on Nordstrom's online and I saw the suit that I loved and I was about to purchase it and then ping... The, line, the little honey coupon came up and it saved me 20 bucks. Yep. Just literally free money. Um, so thank you, honey. I appreciate this. Look, there's no reason to not use honey. It's free, free to use, easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Don't take it from me. Take it from our listeners. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash chatty. That's joinhoney.com slash chatty. Honey. The smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money. Don't you love that it's that when there's no catch and you're just like, That's oh. That's the thing with honey. I'm sweet. like, ah, the future is free yeah. and it has arrived and I'm obsessed. Yeah, the only cost is whatever you're... Whatever you're already creating buy. for yourself. Yeah, the, the all the problems that I've started with my online shopping addiction. But look, honey... <laughs> look honey i know i like it look i save free I, yeah and save you said free. you said during the ad you said thank you honey which is you're just like thank you honey oh yeah like it's it. like my little like sexy web browser thanks honey thanks honey love it all right so let's get into some more <sighs> you pick one okay well um i like literally all of them i know she they're has so a list good right now and they're all good Ooh, let's talk body image so body addy addy how do you deal with body image hangups? You're both so confident, but I know we all struggle. Um, and that's from Anonymous. Um, I want to talk about this please. first. Yeah. My big sister called me and we had a conversation about body image. And um, my sister and I are very different in the lifestyles that we lead. She lives in St. Louis. She has four kids. Um, even our bodies are very different. And really? she, after having four kids, even after like her first or second, she'll say this herself. She did not quote bounce back, mm-hmm. and she has like a lot of leftover skin on her tummy, and it's and wants to lose weight and all this different kind of stuff. And yeah, our, she lives in a little neighborhood outside. You know, she lives outside of St. Louis in mm-hmm. rural Missouri, and she was just like, "Look, I listened to your self love episode, your body image one, but." 
you guys like you both have all these people on the internet who are like giving you compliments and like you're both beautiful like you know like i'm different from you Mm. guys in that way and i was just like yeah but no yeah anyway i just you take it away i just want to say that this is kind of relevant to what my own sister brought up yeah you know i feel like i mean everyone like this person said um you're both so confident but i know we all struggle which we all struggle is the key i think um in different ways and i will say this i as I've gotten older, have definitely gotten more confident. And there's a lot of things in my, about myself that I am confident about. I'm confident about who I am inside. Mm. Um, but my body image has always been an issue for me. And even, even a couple days ago. Mm. So I, uh, went on my Instagram and did like a release at Wednesday a few weeks ago. If you haven't heard, listen to our body image episode, we do talk about this in it. Um, and I went on my Insta stories and I said, Hey, i am uncomfortable sometimes in my skin and bathing suits and I always have to wear a cover up and I'm not going to, I'm going to do my best to not do that this summer. I went on a little getaway with my, my family and I was wearing my bathing suit around and I felt great about myself and not the whole time, but I was just feeling great about the fact that I did what I said I was going to do cut to a couple weeks later, which was a few days ago. And I went, I was supposed to go to Palm Springs with Evan and we literally pull up and we get to the pool and there are, it's like full pool party scene. There's all these beautiful, beautiful stick thin women strutting around in their thong bikini. And I literally had a full breakdown and I looked at Evan and I said, I can't do this. I don't want to be here. And I said, we're canceling the hotel and we're going somewhere else. So we literally were in Palm Springs. And because I was so self-aware of my body, we packed up our bags. We lost money on a hotel room for one night and we drove to Temecula where I could be fully covered and drink wine and feel good about myself. (laughs) And the point is, is that I, I'm sad that that's, that I have that and that I can't always be fully confident and just be like, I am beautiful how I am, regardless of what's happened post baby or even before it's certain things that I was self-conscious about and I need to just enjoy my life. Yeah. But sometimes it just doesn't work that way. You know, and I don't really know how to answer this either. Cause I'll say, um, after giving birth, like I've talked about plenty of times before my skin flared up horribly. My back was covered in acne. Mm-hmm. Um, my face, it's starting to clear up and heal, but you can still kind of see, I mean, if you're watching the YouTube right now, you can still see that there's like scarring and hyperpigmentation that's healing. But all that being said, um, I felt so disgusting. I felt so disgusting. I also didn't like that. I still had my little pudge around my belly after giving birth, even though it was nothing. Um, and I noticed that my mood over the past couple of months has gotten better, not because my emotional space has gotten better but because i've gotten tan my acne has cleared up Mm -hmm. and i've lost weight Mm -hmm. and i realized that my mood and like my emotional it is funny kendall um sent me something on instagram and it was like this study is showing that maybe acne is like linked to poor mental health and i'm like yeah fucking duh like when i have horrible acne i don't want to go out in public i feel disgusting every time i look in the mirror i don't i will buy clothing that covers up my acne like when i'm online shopping like you're like we were talking about i will like with the cover-ups i will buy shirts that are not that don't show my back or that Mm -hmm. don't show the parts of myself that you know Mm -hmm. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I, the only the only thing that I would say, which we said before on our self love episode, is the 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 thing that helps me the most is reminding myself of two things, like we talked about. One, that no one cares what you look like as much as you do, mm-hmm. and no one judges you as hard as you do, mm-hmm. and that is extremely true. Mm-hmm. There might be the one person that's going to judge you harder than everyone, and guess what? They're a shitty, insecure person. Yeah. Um, but people don't see you the same way you see you. I, I'm I sure love what if you we said were in at our the body pool, image, like how you look at your family. That's the second thing I was yeah. going to say is I look at how they, the people I love and I see how I see them and I don't see any of the shit that they see. Mm-hmm. I've seen them like, and people who love you see you that way. And so those are the, the I, I can only try to see myself through the lens of someone who loves me. I, I completely agree. And I, I do think that then the other thing is just be really gentle with yourself. Like I wanted to beat myself up about the fact that I made 
us literally pack up and drive another two hours to go somewhere. And I was like, sorry, Evan, sorry, Evan. And he's great. He's just like, no, we're good. Whatever you need to do, whatever. But, um, I felt like I'm like, I'm, I'm on my podcast preaching about Mm. loving your body. And here I can't even go to the damn pool when I had reservations and I had a little getaway with my husband and I'm letting this infringe on it. And I felt shitty about it. But the thing is, it's like, okay, you know what? Be easy on yourself. Try again next time. All you can do is try again. So when you're having a day where you are feeling like shitty about your body or about your skin or about whatever it may be, try your best to love yourself. Surround yourself with people who are complimentary, I think, too, and tell yeah. you tell you more than what's just, you know, talk about stuff that is skin, not just skin deep or goes past being skin deep or whatever. <laughs> or people who you know um, make you feel comfortable right, in, like, exactly. you being you. They, you. You have those friends that you feel like you need to get done up for, and then you mm-hmm. have the friends that you can just show up as you are. And know, again, that when, like, this sweet person who said that, how are you guys so confident? Like, at least I can say I am confident about certain things. But a lot of like when it comes to body confidence is me trying to act confident because I think when you try your best to act that way, it will start to like it's all about self-talk. So when you tell yourself Uh every day, I'm beautiful, I'm deserving, I love my body, it does great things, it will start to seep in. So So this is what Dana talked about on our episode Mm -hmm. last week on the mom sex episode, which was, yeah, tell lie to yourself if you need to say i am beautiful i like this about myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i look you know all that kind of thing um i mean and what you're talking about with the palm springs pool with all those little hottie oddies out there i gotta say with these hairy legs i do not like when i notice people looking at me yeah and i'm sure that you might feel the same way with i don't even remember what your hang up is because i got cellulite for days okay cellulite very loose which i'm I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure I'm more aware of it, but but even if let's say you even had grotesque cellulite. Yeah. Horrible. I mean, yeah. When you see people noticing the thing about you that you don't like, it is meltdown worthy. I, so I'm like with you, I'm telling you what I would have anxiety being in a pool with all these young girls who are probably going to look and be like, ew, Mm -hmm. ew. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that will be some people's reaction. They will be like, ew. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't even know what to say about that. We're all in it. And you know what? I guess let's go to worst case scenario. What's the very worst thing that happens? Someone you don't know looks at you and thinks, ew. Yeah. Isn't what's what's the what's the worst? Like when you take it through your head, like what for you is like the absolute worst? Yeah. I mean, I suppose that. And it's like, what am I willing to sacrifice in my life for that? Like because you're worried about because I'm worried about that. Somebody saying you in their head. Mm hmm. So it's, yeah, it's just like, okay. I mean, maybe, maybe the very worst someone would say something, but even then they'd just be a horrible asshole. I can't imagine anyone yeah. ever saying anything. I think moving forward with this, the best thing, the best way to really help in a practical way is like our listeners. Here are thousands of people who all are talking about that a body image episode struck a deep chord, Mm. opening up about their insecurities. Surround yourselves with people like that. Like since being around you, I feel more confident Mm. because you're confident with who you are and you're complimentary about things, not just physically with me, but also things about who I am. Like surround yourself with people who are quality, who don't, don't just see you for the top layer and who are going to let you be free. And that's just maybe a practical way to start. Also, social media can be such a bitch. So for me, something that's helped me is I don't follow people who have bodies that are very different from mine. So if I follow an influencer, they have maybe a more of a pear shape or more cellulite and I follow that person. So what I'm seeing all the time are people who look more like me, not so much people who I wish quote unquote that I had the figure of. Yeah. I had to unfollow some people and this wasn't even with the body image thing, but I had to unfollow some people because I found myself being jealous of their lifestyle. I did. And yeah. and I found myself being jealous of their home always look, looking mm-hmm. put together mm-hmm. and it made me insecure. And I think one of the healthy or, or how they had their businesses together. And yeah. I think one of the healthiest things that you can do is unfollow people who make you jealous. Yeah. 
It's like, you know, if it's not motivating you're not you being, or building you up. Yeah. You're not being vindictive about it. You just know that it's not healthy for your brain. So cut that out. Yeah. Just be gone with it. I be had to unfollow a bunch of things and it has nothing to do with anything that those people did personally. No, it's just like, Hey, you got too much of a, you got too much legs for days for me. You're tripping me out. So I got to go on to someone who has, you know, whatever. But <laughs> I mean, I, I hope that was semi helpful, but yeah, I'm we're, not sure. we're all in it. I think the best thing you can do is be vulnerable and be honest. And if you're going to something with somebody, like if you're going to the pool together for me to say, man, I'm really insecure about this right now. Oh, like, I think I literally just had an orgasm. <laughs> like, it's so helpful. If you can be, yes, oh my God, that's so good. If you can be the vulnerable one, even if you have to start it out with your friends, I can guarantee you if you and a few of your friends are about to hit the beach and everyone's in a bathing suit, if you be, if you are the one who starts the open train and says, hey, like you said, I'm insecure about this, it's going to be the biggest sigh of relief for yeah. everyone in the group. And then, then maybe they'll feel comfortable to be like, actually, I feel uncomfortable about this or I feel uncomfortable about yeah. this. And all of a sudden you're sitting together and you're not noticing their flaws more. No. You're just literally going, oh my God, we're all the same. Or at the very least, they'll just hype you up and be like, no girl, this yeah. and this. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> feel better. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, that was, that was nice. Yeah. Okay. Next. Also, what time is it? Let's just keep a check on that. Okay. Um let's see what do we got here what do we got here you want to talk about this which one point at it oh yeah here's a fun one bleeding bleeding uh, tampons or pads or diva cups was someone's question okay do they want to be anonymous i don't see a name there they want to be anonymous <laughs> um what do you use i did tam i did tampons from the start from be i never liked pads and i was always like no let's keep the bleeding inside I know some people that do exclusively pads and I'm like, whoa, I can't do the diaper deal. I feel like I'm walking around like <laughs> I did have a friend who had um, I've never tried like the thinks underwear. Oh, yeah. But those say they're for light days. I was going to say or for backup. Like you can't just wear them. I used to bleed very lightly and I used oh, to be like, you? oh, my God, look at these dew drops of blood. And now post baby, I'm a waterfall. So I could never use those underwear. I've never been, I mean, I've always had a pretty heavy flow really? from a young age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had always had to do extra, whatever, mm -hmm. extra heavy tam tampons. And I never had those cute, delicate little plastic insert things. Yeah. I always had the cardboard, <laughs> the cardboard. applicators, those yeah. heavy duty things. Do you, have you ever tried the diva cup? Um, so that was, brings me to now. I live, breathe diva cup. Really? It is. So I was supposed to get an ad with, I don't know if it's still happening, with a cup company that actually gives a cup to um, like women in other countries. Oh, or that's like women amazing. In need. The thing about the cups, it's sustainable. You only have to buy it once. It is $30. Do you know how much money you have to spend on tampons? Of course tampons you know. cost a lot of money. $30. I have had the same cup for four years. If you need to do anything with it, you can boil it, bleach it, whatever, sanitize the shit out of it. It's sustainable not only for people like, you know, in, in our lifestyles, but think about also other people in other countries, which is who they're giving it to. That's that is, amazing. That is life changing. Yeah. To have something you can use over and over again that will stop you from bleeding through your clothes. Oh my this God. is life changing for women in other countries. Oh, yeah. Um, this is called Dot Cup, by the way. Dot I'm not cup. paid to endorse them, but it's it's an amazing what they're doing. It's a one for one cup situation. That's amazing. One for one. Guys, I've been using this cup for menstrual cup for four years now. It's life-changing. It's one of the few products I can genuinely endorse and say it has changed my life. I feel like I do not have a period. This is from someone with a heavy flow. I only have to change it once a day or dump it out. It is not disgusting. The first couple periods are really hard getting to learn how to use it. It's a difficult learning curve. But once you've got it, you've got it for life. It's easy. You've got the hang of it. If you have one and can't figure out how to use it, look up like a YouTube tutorial um, and have someone like tell you how to do it because you might be missing a key aspect of it. Um, it's not disgusting once you get the hang of it. It's not like you have just like a cup that's just like pouring out blood. It's not disgusting at all. It's no more disgusting than pulling out a cotton soaked thing of blood. I feel like you're convincing me. It is 
is amazing. Like I said, I have a heavy flow. I only change it once a day and I just change it right before I get in the shower. You I dump it out it in the toilet. For me, the thing is another thing. There is no risk of toxic shock syndrome. Yeah, that's a big one. Huh? There is no risk of toxic shock syndrome. So I keep it in yeah, 24 hours. I change it right before I get in the shower. That way I can just like wash myself off in case there is any little spill. Clean out the cup, put it back in. It make I have accidentally had sex twice with the cup in because I forgot I was on my period. This is how amazing the cup is. It wow. makes you forget you're on that's your amazing. period. That's amazing. It I cannot sing the praises. Okay, so it's, now I feel like I need to try it. Here's my It's opinion. healthier, way cheaper, makes your period better. Okay. Menstrual cups. I have to try it. Here's my problem. What, 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 what? I am, I don't remember the, I don't know why I'm blanking on the actual term where you have a major blood phobia. Oh, okay. What, you know, hemophobic, I don't know, whatever. That sounds right. Um, I literally... If I see any blood, I don't just faint. I hit the deck faint. So what happens with your period? I don't, I literally like have to wrap it up really quickly and kind of like throw it away. I use tampons, right? That's what I do now. The the, the pad was too much for me. Seeing all the blood makes me lightheaded. (laughs) Oh my God. And so the pad or the tampon, I can kind of just yank out and then like wrap it up really quick and throw it away without getting lightheaded but i regularly on my period get lightheaded and i know i can't control it i don't think blood is gross i don't think there's i literally it's like an actual this is so tempting for me even though it's so mean like don't don't i won't i won't i promise i promise right now i swear i swear i swear i swear scouts honor that i will not pull any prank but that makes me so badly want to get fake blood and come in like just my arm and i just want to see you pass out I, i've never seen someone i faint have like been that before. in so many circumstances so many throughout my life where i i had a friend who all of a sudden gets a little cut on their hand and i fully faint like hit the floor faint shut the fuck up. every time i have to go to the doctors and uh get my blood drawn i pass out every single time so when I was pregnant, you have to get your blood taken a lot. And Ember had a little bit of an issue in my tum, So they had to be constantly checking my blood work. Wow. I had to go once a week. Once a week, I fainted in the doctor's office. Once okay, a week. well, here's the thing. If you can just make the tampon go away real quick. Um, <laughs> if you can just make the tampon go away real quick, you could literally just dump it in the toilet and flush without looking. Yes, you could. You could. Yeah, it's true. I, you know what? I've gotten in Just my head where I, where I, where I look at the diva me. cup and the shape of it and I go, mm, a blood chalice. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's what it is. Essentially. It is. And it's great. So, and I what? totally <laughs> understand. It may not be for you. It's, it's one of those things where I, I, I like for, for myself, I use Lola's tampons, which is actually a sponsor organic for tampons. Uh, organic the tampons, organic tampons, which I love and they work great and they're fully organic. And I wish I could use a diva cup or dot because it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. And if I, if I faint, I faint, but I'm going to do my best. You could. Okay. So the dot cup is great because it's a black cup. Oh, see, that would help me. It's black, so you can't see the blood when it comes out. Okay, That's why I'm saying, like, you could maybe just, like, you could also just, like, pour it down your sink drain, like, if you aim it right into the drain so you don't see any of it. Actually, just talking about this is making me laugh. We can stop. We can stop. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about something, like, prettier. Ooh, more beautiful. Speaking of prettier and more beautiful. (laughs) Um, So we all know some things are good for our skin and other things are not so good. But did you know there are over 64 skincare mistakes that most of us are making? And some of them could seriously be harming your skin. Things you 64. 64. Yeah, I know. I have this long list. Things you probably aren't even thinking about. Um, I know I've been making a few of them, like using the same products all year round Uh or using the wrong anti-aging products that can actually be causing more aging for your skin. Yeah, no, I don't know about any of this. Uh, So that's why I was excited to find out about Beauty by Design. Oh, yes. Beauty by Design. Mm -hmm. Uh, You never have to make another skincare mistake again because Beauty by Design connects you with a live esthetician that you can text for free for life. Life. Your esthetician picks out uh, from her huge arsenal of skincare products to create over 5,000 possible regimens. Everything is personalized for your needs with options at different price points. It's extremely simple. In under two minutes, 
I just had to answer a few questions about my skin and send a selfie. And then I had a short consultation with my esthetician and got a detailed diagnosis, personalized product recommendations all over text, which I love because I can answer in my own time. I don't have to sit on a phone call or go into a store. Um, And from that package since then, I'll be honest. In the past like three months, I've never gotten more compliments on my skin. And I actually have been getting a lot of DMs from broads about what I use on my skin. And it is all beauty by design. Amazing. I love it. So go to beautybydesign.com slash chatty and use Como Como Prod promo (laughs) code chatty. First time customers get 20% off. That's beautybydesign.com slash chatty for 20% off. And Ruth was farting and pooping throughout that whole episode. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see her with her little face. She's like, was she really? I kept looking at you going, oh, well, okay. Yes. So anyways. Oh, oh, Bubba. (laughs) Ruth. Ruth bonked her head on the microphone. Ruth is just bouncing around right now. Hello, Hello, queen. You are just wide awake. She's doing fine right now. She's a happy Um, camper. Okay. Next question. Oh, can we talk about... I'm just going to read this question. Which one? Yes. How can you overcome feeling jealous slash sad if your boyfriend watches porn? I almost want to save this one for another episode where we have the guys on. Okay, we definitely need to have an episode with the guys on and talk about porn. Um, but I want to like just touch on this because we had... Hi, Ruthie. Speaking of which, had- I just got an offer for Lola for my Instagram. Oh, see, it's they're funny. listening. They're listening yeah, on Instagram. I um, I, we, we got so many messages about this specific so question. Um, a lot of people struggling saying that they are uncomfortable with how much their partner watches porn or feel a lot of feelings of inadequacy and jealousy because of pornography. I, I can. Wow, Ruth. I can 100% relate. Really? It's something weirdly that has bothered me differently with each partner. I have had partners where I don't give a shit how much porn they watch. It does not bother me at all. I have had other partners where I feel very weird about it. Is it due to maybe the amount of sex that you're having with the partner? I think that and it has to do with my own insecurities around our sex. So I've had... I can think of one partner in the past who I felt very secure in our sex life where I was like, I'm rocking his world. Things are amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, watch all the porn you watch. Yeah. Want. Like, who cares? You're like, they, they're going to learn something from me honey, yeah, because exactly. I'm going to show you something. Right. And then I think it's the, the sex life where it's like maybe we're not having as much sex or I feel like insecure for whatever reason. Yeah, that gets to me and I don't like it. And, but also I feel like sometimes it's an issue when you can see porn coming through in your sex. (sighs) Yeah. Where you can see that this person is being influenced by, this is the one thing I will say about most mainstream porn, most mainstream porn sites, if not overtly violent, there are many undertones of violence in mainstream porn violence Mm -hmm. towards women Mm -hmm. aggression aggressive like non-consensual aggression towards women just the way sex is done is in this very like aggressive theatrical thing and i don't i personally don't feel like it's healthy for some men have been watching porn since they're 15 it's 20 years later they've been seeing this almost daily this kind of sex has been permeating their mind yeah i think porn can definitely be it just like anything if it's abused it can absolutely cause major issues yeah um but yeah no i get the jealousy thing too i (laughs) and it's like and then there's other times where it's like yeah i've watched porn too and it's like and i've watched porn together with other people and it's like whatever i uh so when i was younger I was, I feel like, and a lot of this does have to do with um, being raised in a very Christian home. So if you were raised in a Christian home, you would know that porn is like a huge no-no. Oh my gosh. And anytime there's a youth group, two things happen. The women get taken off onto one side of the room and get talked about, told how they should be good wives for their, for their uh, future husbands. And how or to stay pure. How to stay pure and also like don't gossip or whatever. And then the men are taken off to the other side and been like, stop watching porn. And it was such such a fixation that there's so much guilt surrounding porn. So much shame. And such a shame thing. I felt it too. I felt it for for, myself. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think a, a big push of that too is that, hey, the guy is watching porn 
because you are inadequate, which is a damn lie and get that out of your head. Mm. So I think I, for a lot of women, it's kind of like the porn becomes this insecurity of like, I'm not good enough, which is why my person is watching pornography. Mm. Um, and then that translates to major insecurity and yeah. that translates into in the bedroom with your partner that, that they can feel you're weird or you're weird with them. And then they're taking porn and it becomes this really guilty thing. And I think porn and they're hiding it and they're hiding it. And then th- the problem with that is that that's just then issues with the entire relationship yes. because then you don't trust them in general because you're seeing this lying happening in a certain sexual part of your relationship or whatever. So I think a lot of the problems are guilt um, surrounded by porn. Number one, for a lot of women feeling either guilty for enjoying it or guilty thinking they're not being the sexual partner their person needs. Desires. Um, and then guilt for men, like, I can't watch it. It's not allowed. I have to, I have to do it in secret. I, I have dirty to hide it. I ha- exactly. But then it's like, you know, I, I really struggle with this question mm-hmm. because it's like I, I would feel uncomfortable personally asking someone just say can you stop watching porn altogether sure and the reason being that i i don't know and see i even struggle with this i almost feel like with certain men it's unhealthier than others and i think you know there's been like partners where i'm like i think you should stop watching porn because like i can tell the way you're having sex with me and the frequency with which which you watch it does not seem healthy but then i also want to tell them like i don't know well i think it's like anything like like take alcohol for instance some people should not be drinking alcohol because they have more of an addictive personality or history and it's not good for them or it changes their persona too much or they don't understand the balance of it and i feel feel like porn's the same way i feel like you know some guys can handle it sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Or I think that I've noticed sometimes if there's too much porn going on that, um, gray will not, the, um, the sex won't be as organic. Mm -hmm. Whereas like sometimes if you haven't had sex with each other for a while or haven't had porn, watched porn for a while, like, like let's say a week or two, Mm -hmm. there's this sort of rediscovery of the person. And it's this very like organic come together. And sometimes it can feel a little bit like masturbating together not not in like a good yes. way of you know yes yes it's like masturbatory sex where you're just yes. getting off into the other person i know okay so i know for me personally yeah that it used to be a huge issue in our relationship because um i was so panicky and would explode angry about porn um so oh, evan tell, tell oh us more god about this. so evan um has never been a huge porn watcher but like he definitely will watch porn um so when you say huge porn let's just clarify okay, for some women. Yeah. like what's what's like not a huge like how often i mean i don't know specifics but like you know he's not watching it every day that's for sure maybe like once or once a week maybe okay. or at least not anymore not that much but when we were younger in our relationship probably watching it once or twice a week i feel like that's a healthy level that's a healthy level. i'm just gonna say this right now and some people personally for me i do not feel comfortable with my partner watching porn every day and some men do. Yeah, a lot I, of men I, do. I wouldn't feel comfortable probably with that either. And that would have to be a discussion, just, I think. Just because of like what I said, I think it's not healthy for a male psyche to be watching these images of like borderline violence towards yeah, women. I repeatedly. agree. Well, here's the issue. So he used to watch porn. I don't think he watches porn nearly that much anymore but he used to watch it more because we were in a christian home trying to abstain from having sex Mm -hmm. so you know there's more of a desire to i don't i shouldn't even say more but you know you're going to pornography as like a release for a guy because he's trying to not have sex um with his partner so there was that but i did not handle it well at all i would snap Cause I was so insecure and it made me feel so uncomfortable because I didn't, hadn't, didn't really understand it yet. And I would take everything personally. Like it was always an attack on me. The fact that he was watching porn, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. Mm. I don't perform sexually enough, whatever. So I'd snap. So I'll never forget. <laughs> so we went on our honeymoon. Okay. And, uh, we it's all great you know we're little rabbits humping around going crazy enjoying we're gone for like two weeks and when we left they he had uh, a computer that he had used in his old room and then a few of our friends moved the computer while we were gone into our house Uh okay so 
We then come back from our honeymoon. I am on his computer one day and start being a nosy Nancy. Oh, I've been there. I've oh. been there. I'm, oh, not, I'm not a particular, you know, I don't think either of us are like snoopy snoopers. But, no. You know, when, but you I, got your, when you got your partner's web browsing, you're just like, I'm hmm. just like, hmm. And so I, I know click. it's curiosity. This was one of the most oh, embarrassing man. things I've ever done. I literally, I go on the web browser <laughs> and I find the, the week of our of our honeymoon insane amounts of porn insane amounts of porn and i immediately am sobbing wait i'm confused i thought i'm confused this is where i'm stupid all right all right so i'm going through this going oh my god we're on our honeymoon we're having so much sex and he's watching and i'm looking at every specific porn he's watching too and going this is not me at all it was so not me or what i thought evan would be into and i'm so confused (laughs) and there is so much so he comes home from work and i am waiting at the door you know, weapon in hand, just like, you better explain yourself, mister, for all of your pornographies. And, he, and your he's pornographies. just like, he's just like, and I'm like, while well, we were gone on our honeymoon, where, where are you watching this? And all of a sudden I start realizing, wait a the second. The computer wasn't even fucking with you. The computer, what? And he's just like, Jessica, what are you talking about? Well, turns out he had a friend who had flown in for the wedding who stayed oh, in his room before they moved the computer. information you did not want to know well, about Well, now that I person. know how much porn this person watches oh, and what they my like. God. And I just found hours and hours worth of it. And I was so embarrassed because I literally like assaulted Evan about oh, it. Oh, my God. Like, how dare you bring this into our marriage in the first two weeks? Freaking out. And Evan's just like, and I, in that moment, my visceral reaction, because I literally came at him with like practically a bat. You know, I yeah. was so angry. You're like, divorce. Exactly. That I was like, okay, you need to take a chill pill and you need to look at this for what it is. And in that moment, I started to do my best to, when it came to porn, be very open with him. I would casually ask him, what do you like to watch? Yeah. What's, you know, I started to open up, what do you like to watch? You know, how often do you watch? But over like a dinner at a cute restaurant casually and kind of like make it a little more of a sexy conversation. Like, what do you like? How much do you watch it? Blah, 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 blah. Yes. And kind of make it a sexier conversation. And then I started to really find out more details. And then I made it open for him where he didn't feel like he was hiding it Mm. anymore. So when all of a sudden I'd noticed maybe that he was in a little bit of more of a mood, which would allude to sometimes him watching pornography more. I'd be like, babe, can I ask you something? have you been watching more pornography lately? Mm. And he'd be like, yeah. And he could be honest with me. And as soon as he was honest, I was able to be like, okay, do you feel like we haven't been having sex as much as you've been wanting Mm -hmm. to? And he's like, I've been a little stressed and I just feel like I've been needing more sex. And so then I go, okay. And if I'm able to Mm -hmm. and willing to, I go, okay, let's have some more sex. I'm willing to do that. Okay. You touched on a couple things that I think are really important. Um, one fully agree with what you just said and i think that sometimes the secrecy of it can be what's the most painful feeling like this person has this secret life this secret desire that they're not letting you in on can actually be one of the most hurtful parts of porn i completely agree i think that's really one of the biggest issues for sure and i wanted to touch more on that but secondly i also wanted to say that um our masturbatory lives are very different from our sex lives and yep Someone wanting to masturbate, I can speak for myself and I think for men as well that um, it's not about most of the time or a lot of the time not having enough sex. It's not about whether or not they're fulfilled. It's about a personal experience and an experience that I think is very separated from exactly. your sex life and and sometimes you have fantasies that you don't want to play out in real life right that you actually do not want to play out in real life at all but right. maybe you want to watch right or like i you know i feel like sometimes for women all of a sudden you get hit with the horn dog and you're like well this isn't going to stay here so exactly. i better take care of it now and you you know your partner's at work so i'm going to masturbate and that's completely great and good and your partner may feel the same way your partner you know maybe super stressed and being needing to masturbate more often and maybe isn't comfortable as even asking you for as much sex as maybe they might need just for that week yeah or um, maybe like yeah i think it's i think it's fun to watch porn and it's a different experience and i'll tell you what sometimes i feel like you and i've talked about this mm-hmm. sometimes i have weeks at a time where mm, i don't really want to have like sex i kind of just want to like watch porn and masturbate absolutely and then there are other times where i'm just like 
babe, but I want you. Like, I want to have sex with you, and I don't want to masturbate. I'm horny for you, right. and I don't want to just ma- yeah. I don't want to watch porn. Exactly. You know, and sure I think, and I think, the, I feel exactly the same way. And I think the key to remember is, at least for me, I don't know. You know, I know people are obviously wired differently, but for me, when I'm feeling like wanting to watch porn, it's not because I'm not completely satisfied with my spouse. It's because it's just a different thing of like, I just want to kind of do this quick. I may be, you know, feeling a certain way in this moment, whatever, but it's not personal towards him. And so I think something to remember with your partner is now it's a different conversation. How often they're watching porn that's in your personal life because some people are more okay with their a significant other watching more porn than other people and whatever that's I think that's a personal preference but um for you in your own being do your very best to know that it is not personal and you don't need to feel jealous because it's not like you're not enough and that's why they're watching porn yeah and I think what you said is the most important I think be have them get try to try to be a person where they feel like they can be open with you yeah and, be a and sounding let them know board. you want to know like yeah. I'm not, I don't want to know so that I can like lay into you I'm just curious like why yep. do you watch what you yep. watch and and maybe even instead of just being like babe I feel insecure when you watch porn because then their response is gonna be like no it isn't like just be like you know sometimes when I you can be even more vocal like yep this, do you watch this kind of porn? Well, I feel like I'm not like that girl. So like, why do you, I mean, I don't know, but I think before questioning the person, which will automatically put them on the defensive, I like your idea dress of making it a sexy thing of like, how often do you like, yeah, like, kind of what do, what do you like? Make it, make it more of a fun conversation. Um, yeah, like be, be a sounding board. That's non-judgmental to your partner. Don't make it about you. Be genuinely curious about them. Oh. And, um, you just make it, a, <laughs> not Ruthie, make it a conversation. Um, that's, yeah, that's open and free. And I genuinely think when your partner feels safe, they'll be able to express that more. Do your best not to react in a frustrated way or even yeah. in a way that's like, I feel insecure. You make me feel this way because you watch so much porn. It's a different conversation when you're kind of like, oh, it's interesting for me because sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it's hard not to take it personally because like, I think we have a great sex life, but you know, and have more of a flowy conversation. Yeah. Or even, I think it's fair to ask certain things like, Hey, would you think of like, if you're watching, let's say you have a boyfriend who watches porn every day and you feel uncomfortable, maybe like, Hey, would you consider maybe limiting your porn watching to like once a week? And like, can we have a dialogue about that? Because Mm -hmm. this is what's important to me. And I think that's totally fair. It's hard though, because I was going to say like, maybe ask your partner, like, can you show me porn you watch? Cause I've actually done that before. And I've been like, Ew. Yeah, that's it's not disgusting. always necessarily. Yeah. And I am yeah. disgusted by you. <laughs> like, you know, this is gross. I don't like the way these people are treating women. I don't like, you know. Yeah, it can be tough. Uh, just a little pro tip. If your partner is somebody who you believe watches porn too much, um, besides what we talked about is having having an open conversation that's not judgmental, that's just open and loving, Um you can send them in the direction of Theo Vaughn, who is a comedian who has a podcast called This Past Weekend. And he, the the, peop, the people love him, and specifically the men love Theo Vaughn. He's hilarious. He's, you know, he can be raunchy and fun, but he is a guy who really, really struggled with uh, pornography and masturbation. And he's been going through this time where he's trying to cut porn completely for his own personal reasons. And a lot of guys are doing that. And, um, you know, that's great. It may not be necessary for the person that you're with, but it's also kind of maybe fun. Listen, they can start listening to him, have someone maybe they respect as a guy who's cool and famous and handsome and whatever, um, who's on this journey himself. And, you know, maybe they'd be encouraged to, to do something like that themselves. I'll, I'll tell you what, I think people don't realize until they try it that abstinence is fun. Try, try, oh, yeah. not, try, trying not to watch porn for a certain amount of time or not having sex for a certain amount of time. Suddenly everything is new again. And it's so oh, fun and exciting. Yeah, you're like high school times, baby. So maybe even make it like a fun challenge. We're like, hey, why don't, what if you just like didn't watch porn for two weeks and just like see if that changed our sex at all? Exactly. Like maybe sex would be more exciting for you. Yeah. Like, let's see how long we can go yeah. without doing watching any porn or any masturbating at all. Let's do the, an entire week. And on yes. Sunday, we're going to have sex and it's going to be explosive. Yeah. 
it's fun. Yeah, make That's it a, a really... whole thing. It's kind of like a Dana tip that she gave us. Make it, make it a day. Make it, make it something that your partner can look forward to. Instead of it being like a shutting down your fun and exactly, or or, or, or make porn. or make them feel insecure about you know, yeah. I also think it would help to Google like why do men watch porn and like kind of take a look into the male brain and how they're very different from us. And I think we we have a hard time comprehending that and how if maybe if we were watching porn, it would be because we Mm -hmm. would feel like our partner is inadequate. I pretty much nine out of 10 times it has like we said nothing to nothing do with to you. do with men you. are different creatures they really are that's a great idea google it i've seen some amazing articles um online about men and pornography and and it does help you take it less personally so yeah, yeah. hope that was a little tip can we talk about something a little bit more fabulous uh well we i'm always down to talk <laughs> about something a little fabulous it's that time that magical time to talk about fat fit fun <laughs> Nice. That was a good effort. That was a good one. The seasonal <laughs> subscription box with full size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. The seasonal subscription box that retails for forty nine ninety nine, but always has a value of over two hundred dollars. How excited do you get when you walk up to you, your door and you see that beautiful box waiting for you to open? So excited! I get a full endorphin rush. Um, I want to take that box alone in my bedroom and unwrap it slowly and give it the care and attention that it deserves. Wow seriously though fabfitfun is such a self-care moment every box is full of high quality adorable fun products i like my necklace i'm wearing right now it's a cute little opal you can see it on the youtube uh the boxes sell out quickly obviously they're the best so make sure you order it asap they really do sell out Yes, they do. So go to fab, www.fabfitfun.com and use the code chatty so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code chatty. You deserve to treat yourself. Yes, you do. Uh, Should we do a couple like smaller ones? Yeah, and maybe ones that like aren't sex. Yeah. Or blood. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sex. Um, God, we have so many good ones. ones. Oh, sure. Okay. So Casey underscore Lee, and I think there's maybe an underscore after that, uh, asked if either of us have ever been interested in tarot or even crystals. You, let's talk about tarot first. Um, okay. So I have done tarot a few times. I'm not, I haven't actually done it that many times. Every time I've had a tarot experience, I've loved it. Yeah. It's and scary. It's actually the, yeah, it's very spot on. Um, and I, uh, I, Evan actually bought me a set of tarot cards and I've tried to start getting into it, but I just haven't had the time to dedicate that true love to tarot. Uh, here's my thing with tarot. I have definitely dabbled with tarot before. Um, you can actually look up online how to do tarot with just play, playing cards. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that way you can just like try it at home literally right now <gasps> on the internet. Um, I learned how to do it actually while on The Bachelor. I was really bored and had playing cards, and I asked a producer if I could use their phone. And, like, <gasps> and I hand transcribed every single card's meaning from an online thing this is how bored you are on the show or and how also much you were time. Like, like the sexy witch of the batch mansion i was so bored though and i li- like literally went through okay ace of spades ace of hearts you multiply that how many cards are there like 50 52 i think yeah 52 cards i wrote every single meaning down on a piece <laughs> of paper so i could read people's futures um i think tarot is like weirdly accurate i also think for people who don't think it's like a real fortune telling thing I think that a good tarot reader can actually just tap into what they know about you and you can just, it's sort of like a therapy session tarot can be. Yeah, that's a perfect description. Where you're just like Mm -hmm. getting more insight on yourself and you Mm -hmm. can kind of like ascribe, because here's the thing, when somebody says, oh, is there any conflict with a female in your life? And then you're having to think of these things that are going on in your life and like evaluate them. It's very true. Every time I've done tarot, I've always walked away feeling like very thoughtful, um, introspective about things that you know, I'm working through in my life or even different perspectives that I didn't have on a situation before, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I'm a very mystical believer. The only thing I would say is that sometimes I ascribe a little bit too much to the tarot cards to the point where it'll trip me up in my life. Cause I'm really, I'm believing it a little bit too hard. So when they're saying like this relationship is doomed, I'm like, they said this relationship is doomed. Like, 
when is it going to end? Like, I, I kind of get in my head like oh, that. Oh, okay. So I think that's kind of the danger of tarot. I think there's kind of a reason sometimes where you want to shy away about reading your future because if you really put stock in it, I think you can sort of like rewrite yeah, your own absolutely. history and that can be a good thing or a bad thing. You can kind of have the negative self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very wise. But I like it. Yeah. I'm not a mystical believer in crystals. Are you? No, or I'm you're not. not. You're not. No, I'm not. I like them. They're pretty. See, so, yeah, I got a lot of crystals. <laughs> I, I actually do too. Yeah. But I don't like use them. I like have absolutely slept with them on different parts of my body. Shut <laughs> up. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I'm like having like major. So <laughs> the chakra like near your gut is where you like carry a lot of guilt and I and stress and stress yeah. and I've struggled with a lot of guilt in my life. Um, we've talked about this in hashtag Bible broad episodes. So I've 100 percent slept <laughs> with quartz on my tummy and jade on my tummy or like, you know, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I put a uh, rose quartz on my belly before, but just like to see if it helped. Oh, yeah. No, I and put it on the third eye. Oh. I like to carry around a crystal typically like in my purse or in my pocket that I can like kind of hold on to when I'm like thinking, which is just oh, almost kind of like a rabbit's foot, God. I think, for me more than anything sometimes yeah. that it's yeah, like yeah, a little yeah, bit no, of I a security that. blanket. No, don't, actually. Okay. So I actually, there's a crystal subscription box you'd probably like. It's called the magical earth and they'll send you like a tarot card and crystals every month. Oh, love that. Uh, the yeah. house of tuition, which is in Los Angeles. I have a monthly subscription to Shut them up. and they send serious? me a special candle that I burn for the new moon and the Well, you moon. should look up the magical earth. This, it's with magical with a CK because they're like a small, like mother daughter run shop oh, and they that. like package everything themselves. They literally like go into the sacred room and select your tarot card. This is trippy. They sent me a tarot card after i found out i was pregnant and it was like this tarot card that has a pregnant goddess on it and and i literally messaged her and i go how do you select the tarot cards and she was like we go in with the intention of like thinking of this one person and we like light candles and then we selected it out of the and it was before you had announced yes there was no way (laughs) anyone knew crazy it was weird anyway uh that's my plug for them but uh yeah, with the crystals, like I, I definitely. Oh, oh wait, what I was just gonna yeah. say is, I have, I have given one to Grayson before and being like, this is supposed to be calming, and he like wore it around him in his pocket. See, I think that, like, I haven't seen maybe these like gigantic <laughs> effects of crystals in my life, but the I, powers, the crystals, power it healed crystal. my cancer. <laughs> yeah, no, I have not seen anything like that, but I do. I think that they're just so lovely to look at. I feel like they're a nice. I don't know. They, they, they're been tokens. kind of. They're tokens. They're. But I, you know, they've also just been, I think maybe mentally for me, like, like I said, almost like a security blanket, like when I'm feeling anxious and I'll, you know, maybe bring some amber with me or whatever and like put it in my pocket. Well, if you ascribe like a, if you ascribe a beautiful intention behind an object, I think it will give you a little bit of power in that way. I think when I put, yeah, when I put um, energy into something, when I'm like trying to think like, I don't want to feel these anxieties and I want to hold this today with the intention of not feeling these anxieties. That's that's great. Yeah. It's just intentional. It's not like you're trying to heal your child's pneumonia with your quartz or anything. No. No, even though Ember does love to play with the crystals, but mostly she tries to eat them. Do you <laughs> do you charge them? Do you like put them up uh, the when I remember to? Yeah, I've like done that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I mean, I have a crystal dildo. Do you really? I have a quartz dildo. What I actually okay, okay, okay. Here I am. I'm like I don't believe in crystals, and I have a quartz uh, dildo. Um, I I love it. I don't use it that often, but I really actually like believe that it has like mystical powers. I got it on Etsy. Is it like really hard? Yeah, it's a stone. I know, but like to use that, that seems like it would be a little uncomfortable. I actually kind of like it as like, um, it's like really in the shape of of a penis, like with the balls and everything. And I think it's like very beautiful. It's like this crystal, yeah, crystal image of a penis. And I just find it like very sort of, you know, it's kind of kind of like dana um it's sort of like an erotic symbol i think to even like have oh, on sure. your shelf or something yeah and you just have this yeah if you go to becca's house she has it <laughs> set up like an idol in her living room she <laughs> bows to it every day worships those it. little offerings burnt <laughs> offerings for the crystal penis no but i like it wow. also the one on etsy it's like this they hand carved it out of quartz it's not like off of like some cheap site where it probably has lead in it and all this stuff like yeah no it's like some random shop in montana where they like harvested the quartz and then carved somebody in their local community carved Dang, i'm gonna it. have to get me one of those but you know people are into the shock rubs 
How can I say that I like crystals when I don't have one of those? You don't have a crystal dildo. I Come don't know, on, girl. <laughs> okay well um maybe just one or two other quick ones just to you know okay um just a quick like can we have do we have yes or no ones uh here's a quick one your becca's least favorite group date (laughs) um trying to think of my group dates first one we did uh derby demolition derby yes fucking obsessed (laughs) second one i went on was like wwe wrestling uh fucking obsessed (laughs) um third one we oh duh okay third one we went on was um moulin rouge also fucking obsessed yeah that's dude we amazing i fuck i loved the group dates you had you got loaded up with some good group dates there they were my shit least favorite group date was me tia and kendall our three (laughs) on one at the freaking villa in tuscany fuck that shit Worst day of my life. My heart was shattered. No, I'm just kidding. It was, but it was not. Oh my God. No, I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I cried. I sobbed. Yeah. We have the famous mascara drip. I hated it. The famous mascara drip. Everything else was killer. Phenomenal. Um, let's see. Oh, we have a social media question that we will answer at another point. In fact, maybe do a uh, another podcast on the social media question. God, we have so you. many good you guys, questions. I know. So there's so many more that are that we have, and we're going to continue to do this on a future episode. Um, there are so many, so many good ones. Oh wait, let's do one last fun one. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> another sex one. Sorry, guys. Oh, can I answer this about. one really, really oh, yeah, quick? Because yeah. I get this so yeah. much. Um, someone asked what it's like being a wardrobe stylist and why aren't you one anymore? Okay. So, um, if you've heard me talk about, I did wardrobe styling for numerous years, um, before I had Ember, I absolutely loved it. It was so I'm much sure fun. You killed it. Thank you, my dear. Um, I, it was just a blast. I love my clients. I love doing it. Um, it was though a seven day a week, you know, 14 hour a day type job. Um, it is 100% your life. So after I had Ember, it just wasn't plausible for me to do that full time anymore because you have to be like extremely involved in the scene constantly too. They want you at, uh, you know, they bring you, if you have certain clients, they bring you along with the part to the parties with them because they want an outfit change mid party. And then you're there until like 4am bring like cleaning up stuff. They want you in the hotels with them. That's, it's a full-time job. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it once Ember was born full-time, but I still definitely dabble in it, um, here and there. Uh, I definitely take jobs mostly now. I don't, I used to work mostly with women, um, and had specific clients, um, for like red carpet and magazine. Thank you style me for something well you don't need help but i definitely would oh, love to you. Um, i know but i just want to know what you'd pick for me oh i would love you know? to i love taking people shopping i'm Ooh. very aggressive in a store i make you like stand at the front of the store and then i'm like i'm not going to talk to you but for about 15 minutes and i like bust through the Home store meals. and grab stuff really quickly and then we have like a full explosion in the fun in the changing room um but uh but then yeah since then i work with bands actually that's probably the the thing that i will would say i do the most is i'll help style for different music videos sometimes in different bands and i work with men because they basically will wear whatever you put them in (laughs) so it's an easy job (laughs) but yeah wanted to answer that quick i get that a lot well ruth is starting to lose in it say hi (laughs) ruth say hi what if she just was like hello (laughs) holy shit hello broads <laughs> Greetings, broads. It is I, Colton's overlord, overtaking the body of your child. It's been me the whole time. Ma- that is so scary. Okay, well, this was fun. We'll, we're going to do it soon because we literally covered three questions or four. Oh, yeah, seriously. Uh, broads have so many great questions. Continue to send. If your que- question wasn't answered again, we will answer it in a future episode. Or if you were inspired during the episode, yes, ask the broads please. at Gmail. Ask the broads at gmail.com. All right. Well, chat soon. Chat soon. Bye, broads.